mean, you know what my commitment was? When I met Rudy, I never in my life heard anyone talk about the things, the same way I'm talking about what I talk about. Never heard this before. And it made so much sense to me that I, commit, I, I said to myself, I don't give a damn what I have to do. I will learn how to do this. That was my commitment. I said, I don't care what price I had to pay. I will learn how to do this. And I always, you know, you know, and I used to read about Mapa and Milarepa and these old Tibetan saints, you know, where Mapa was a murderer. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't a murderer, but I was, you know, I just got out of prison three weeks before I met Rudy, you know. And I, you know, and I read about these guys. He met Mapa and he said, the guy, Milarepa, was, became the greatest saint in Tibet, the poet saint, they called him, you know. They always had him paint him sitting there with his hand at his ear, listening to the cosmos sing, you know. And I, he, he met Mapa and he said, Mapa said to him, he, he said, you know, Rinpoche, what should I do? So Marpa said, well, my wife and I need a house. I want you to build a house there. Went and built a house for him. Took a whole year, built Marpa a house. And then when he finished the house, Marpa said to him, you know, well, you know, my wife and I think it's a bad location and maybe you should tear it down and build another one over there. He built him another, he built 13 houses for his guru. I swear to God. I mean, you can read it in any book on Milarepa, built 13 houses for him. I mean, if you're not going to become the poet saint of Tibet after going through 13 years of doing that, you know, and when I met Rudy, I swore to myself, whatever I have to do, whatever it takes, I will learn what he has to teach me. Whatever it took, I will learn it which was committing myself to his classes. I mean, oh, it's endless. It's endless. What went on, the things I did, and, you know, including going to Denton, Texas for nine years. And I thought I was being sentenced to purgatory. I spent nine years at the end of the world seeing dragons come up over the horizon. You know? <laughs> you know? I once said to him, Rudy, I was there for like a year, nine months. And I, he was down there and I said, Rudy, this has been a hell of a three, because he asked me to go for three weeks. And he said to me, I, I said to him, Rudy, this has been a hell of a three weeks. <laughs> for nine months. He said to me, you're on your third day. That was his response. You're on your third day. I said, then you know how the world was created in seven days. Took nine years to work out those three weeks. Did. But when I finished, I was finished. There was nothing else for me to do and I had to go back to New York. But that was my commitment. So, you want to know how you do it? It's got to cost you something profoundly in your life. You have to give up something. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're stuck with yourself. That's where you go. And don't complain about it because that's what you got. Um, yes, yeah, so that's what I'm just kind of getting at that. Um, you have to give up something. What does that have to do with, with mastering the meditation that 
Is there some kind of sacrifice? It teaches you, it teaches you how to surrender just in the world. Because in order to learn the meditation, you have to let go of something inside yourself. Understand? You have to let go of all the things that are blocking you. So you've got to learn how to surrender. You have to learn how to let go. Both on the earth and in heaven. Yes. So Stuart, you talked about how you had hit rock bottom. And does one have to artificially Let's say you don't have the experience in the moment that you've hit rock bottom. Do you have to create that? No, mind? no, you don't have to, not, not to manufacture rock bottom. No, but in one's, in one's psyche, to. No, you no. just have to get up. Do you have problems? Yeah. All right, there's rock bottom, okay? <laughs> you know, there's rock bottom. You know, too often we want to coat everything with some kind of varnish, you know? And that's how we deal with our problems, instead of really going deep inside and using them to change inside, to change profoundly. I mean, look, the Buddha hit rock bottom. The Buddha spent 40 days fasting. Do you ever see those statues of the Buddha when he fasted? I mean, he was like this. They have his ribs and his, his face is like sunken and so. I mean, Christ with 40 days and nights in the desert battling with the devil. You know? I mean, you can believe these stories, you don't, but they are metaphors for what I'm talking about. Do you understand? Whether they actually happened or not, that's not my business. But they are truly metaphors, you know, for that. I mean, St. Augustine was in jail. You know, he, he, he was a criminal, for God's sake. You know? And I always believe saints, to become enlightened, have to surrender their saint. And they need a little bit of the gangster in them, saints, in order to become enlightened. Because they've got to surrender that sainthood. And that's one of the reasons why you never make anybody holier than thou. You understand? Because every great teacher has to have a little of the gangster in him. Has to.